It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Oh, God! Nobody! Nobody's ever... What? Nobody's ever done that! A podcast focusing on AEW. Two! No! That doesn't mean our hosts won't go down rabbit holes and end up talking about other promotions. Let's, let's rewind because I like to go down rabbit holes. But they try to keep focused on AEW. I told you, we can't go down rabbit holes. Join Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman. I don't have control, do I? As they recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. If we went off matches here, I'd be champion. If, if some bucks were candy nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. Don't forget to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your other podcast and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to give the kicking out podcast that five star rating these boys want to be five star kop don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com it's your place to go for great merchandise from the kicking out podcast that way you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so get that dude some pants this is the first boys a rabbit hole in the closing and now let's get right into it it's another episode of the kicking out podcast It's Wednesday night. It's April 19th, 2023. Brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast streaming live on the Kicking Out Podcast YouTube channel and Twitter channel. Follow us on all the social medias at Kicking Out Pod if you're not doing so already. I'm Tanner Lee, my co-host, the reigning defending KOP predictions champion, Austin Shepard in the house. No Paul Zartman tonight. He's at a concert. Uh, I don't remember who's playing, but he's at a concert enjoying himself so just a two-man crew tonight ship what's going on and more importantly what are we drinking tonight first of all paul's listening i think he went to a twisted sister concert right i have no i honestly have no idea so we'll, we'll roll with it sounds good hey paul looks like the guy that wears the uh, leopard skin leather pants right twisted yep <laughs> love it love it all right um actually uh I had an idea for tonight's podcast with the recent news of my favorite uh, podcaster. You know, he trumps you, he trumps Paul, he trumps me. That's the old boy, Dax. Um, So I had a little tribute there, but I'm like, nah, I'm going to wait because I think there's some bigger things that come for that dude in the past or in the future. So I broke out a very, very special drink um i have a customer that's from the great state of wisconsin and i hope anybody in wisconsin that listens to us i hope you love us because i love you guys <laughs> and so tonight we break out a very very rare beer and tonight we're drinking spotted cow should have let me know i have a whole case in the fridge Oh, geez, now it's not very rare if you got a whole case in the fridge. Well, one of my best buddies lives in Wisconsin. Whenever he comes out, he brings a case to me. So, yeah, you should have let I, me know. I could have joined it tonight. I, I get a 12-pack a year from a customer, which I appreciate the heck out of. So, I decided out of – I threw one. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. I threw it in the freezer for the last hour. And we're having a little spotted cow tonight. Now, 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 we're going to drink this fast because I drink fast. Uh, so <laughs> – when we're done drinking that, we're going to go back to this. But, we got the old reliable ready to yeah, go. Yeah, we got the old reliable, but, you know. Hey, and if, you, if you're thinking about it, and if we go back into history, you and I are going to Fort Wayne this weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Well, I live here, so I'm not going uh, anywhere. Okay. But, but yes, yes, yes. There was a um, goat wrestler that made an ass out of himself <laughs> drinking Kettle One in Fort Wayne, Indiana about eight, nine years ago. So they just it's letting you know. Yeah. We're gonna Little. We're, we're going back. And Little Jeff flying, real dealing. <laughs> Hopefully the, hopefully the Coliseum serves a little kettle one. Oh, I'm, I, I would be surprised if they didn't. But Well, I, I do have a beer tonight. I said last week I'd be bringing it on this week. I had the Steve Austin lager last week. This week, I, I think this was his original one. It's Steve Austin Broken Skull IPA. It's got the can there for everybody. It's a cool-looking can. I'm not a big IPA guy, but I wanted to try these. A little stronger. Last week's was 4.5% alcohol. This one's 6.7. So... Ooh. We're gonna be in for a fun little pocket sky. I, I had two originally. I looked. I don't need two tonight. So, so we'll pop this bad boy open and. I've only, I've only had two. So, yeah, two, three, four, five. I played. I played a little nine holes earlier, so that started that. Ah, you lucky know. you. Uh, play well. Sure. Sure. All right. Yeah, we'll go with it. Yeah. All right. Well, there I'm was. <laughs> hey, that's always a good thing, especially early to, early in the season. There was a couple matches tonight. I wish I had a couple uh, couple daddy sodas in me for sure, but uh, overall enjoyable show compared to last week. Uh, but we'll get we'll get right into it. Kicked off tonight with the four pillars, uh, kind of a recurring theme over the last month. You know, we used to talk about how AEW never started with an in ring segment and a promo. Now we're starting to see a lot of that, especially with the Pillars storyline. See Jungle Boy Jack Perry come out, but before he can say anything, Sammy Guevara interrupts him. Before he can say anything, Darby comes out. So I'm like, all right, when's Max going to come out, you know? They start saying stuff. Uh, Darby says he and Sting view each other as equals. It's not called the Sting Appreciation Society. He tells Guevara that Chris Jericho's holding him back. Then Darby turns attention to Jack Perry, questions uh, what name he's going to go by nowadays, claims Perry was handpicked due to being part of the California clique, and he remembers he was still living in a car when Jack Perry was announced to be signed and he was jealous, but it didn't take long for that to disappear as nothing about uh, Jack intimidated him. Um, Jack then says uh, he sees kids with Darby's face paint and thinks, oh boy, if they only knew what Darby really was like. He claims he's antisocial, unfriendly, rude to people who are cool enough for him uh, he claims it wasn't darby's first choice and he's only here because he didn't make it as a skateboarder and uh jacks then said he would uh it'd be a challenge to find a new way to describe what a dirtbag Guevara is however he expects sammy the most out of the pillars because of what you see is what you get and he puts his body on the line in the ring every week then sammy gets on the mic starts talking Points out that Perry and MJF were the gold children of AEW. Points out they're both on the first pay-per-view and the most recent. He relates to most of Darby as they're two sides of the same coin. They'll do crazy things to make it. And he watched Allen become TT champion. He said he would do it better than he did three times. Guevara claims that Darby's turn to sit back and watch him become champion. And then Jack says he'll be the next champion. Then MGF comes out, tells him to stop fighting. He and Tony Khan have decided that there will be a Pillars tournament and the winner gets to face him at double or nothing. It's revealed that Darby's getting the bye and Sammy against Jack Perry tonight in the main event. What did you think of this opening for Dynamite? I thought it was good. 
I thought Darby fumbled a little bit. I think I texted you that. Mm-hmm. Um, when it came to the name of Jack Perry, I think he fumbled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I understand what they're going for here, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the opening segment was good. Um, I really thought we would get a triple threat match off the bat, but after watching the main event, I think we'll get a th- triple threat match, and we'll talk about that later. Yep, I, I I think I know what direction we're going in there too. But uh, yeah, I thought the guys were they were okay on the mic. Um, I think each of them have been stronger in recent weeks. I thought Max kind of saved it tonight, but I still enjoy the storyline. I like them putting focus on the future, different than anything we've seen them do in quite a while. And and he's a little twerp, but I thought Sammy was the best one on the mic. I did too. I did too. And, and really. I kind of hate saying this, but I think the all access show is starting to get Sammy some cheers in the crowd. Cause there was a mix tonight between cheers and booze, which before all access, it was complete booze for him every time. So I don't know. It could just be me. Maybe I was just looking to pick up on the cheers, but yeah. I don't know. Then we got the women's match. So women's match in the first hour, kind of rare and dynamite, but we got women's tag Ruby Soho and, Tony Storm with Soraya versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. We were in Pittsburgh, a.k.a. Britsburg tonight. So the terrible towels, those ugly things were were uh, waving in the crowd tonight, but they definitely stand out. I actually thought this was a pretty good match. Um, a lot of back and forth. In the end, uh, Britt got uh, um, Ruby Soho to tap out to the lockjaw. No surprise, Britt's not going to lose in Pittsburgh. Um, that was that until... Later on in the night, what did you think of the tag match? Um, it was okay, and I, I was watching this. I'm thinking, okay, it's okay, it's mediocre, it's great, it's not great. But after watching the main of main event ish, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, I can get along with it, but. At the start, like if not knowing what's going to happen at the end of the night, I, c- yeah. I could okay. I could go with it. I could not go with it. Um, Soraya running around the ring screaming like a fifteen-year-old schoolgirl makes her look weak. I thought. Yeah, yeah, I could go she without that. And it's like you're supposed to be this badass, but. I, I don't mind the story, but I'm still trying to think, okay, so are we going to get one of the three between Ruby So, Soraya, and Tony Storm, one of the three going to emerge to challenge Jamie Hayter next month to double or nothing? Or, or what are we doing here for the big picture? Yeah. I mean, because it, it seems like after tonight, all the focus is three against Britt. I mean, Jamie's the champion, but it kind of seems like she's being pushed aside in this. Yeah, she almost taken the back seat. Yeah, and that should Especially be the Brit. case. But but I guess tonight was, was Britt's night because we're in right, Pittsburgh. But. Right, right, right. Showed her family a lot. Showed Adam Cole's family later on in the show. So a lot of a lot of Britsburg mentions tonight. Uh, we then uh, go backstage. Wardlow's being interviewed. He admits it wasn't long ago that he had a horseman with him who told him about leveling the playing field, so he reached out to another. Arn Anderson then appears on screen to a big pop. First time we've seen Arn on Dynamite quite a while. Um, I think we've seen him once since Cody's left, but it was brief. 
Um, always good to see Double A on TV. Um, he goes through everything that QTV, QTV has done to Wardlow, which is kid stuff until they took his championship. He says what they used to do to uh, wake people up, and he claims that starting tonight they will start playing chess. So I like the addition of Arn Anderson to Wardlow. I think he could use he could use somebody like that. <laughs> you're yes you're so no. so on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Arn Anderson's just a legend. We mm-hmm. all know that. But I don't think Warlow needs him. I do on the mic. Uh, okay. But I don't know. Like, I understood the segment and then watching the match, Warlow doesn't need him. I mean, yeah, Warlow needed him to neutralize QT, right? Right, right. But other and, than- and maybe it will just be a one off to neutralize playing field tonight. Yeah, I mean, again, Arn's Arn. He's a legend. Yep. Not taking anything away from Arn. Um, Dude doesn't age. He's got to be, what, 65 Uh, or so? Let me know. I mean, the guy took a bump tonight, so. Let me look it up here. Of course, my keyboard doesn't want to work when I want it to. I'll look it up momentarily when I get my keyboard to work. Um, I mean, yeah, he like I said, he took a bump tonight, so he, he can't be too bad. But yeah, he's in his sixties. I just don't know. Hmm. All right, well, I'll look it up when I get a chance here in a bit. Okay. <laughs> My keyboard, these double monitors. Sometimes the keyboard doesn't want to read which monitor I'm on. That's what happens when you guys you guys get that fancy setup. Yeah, yeah, we'll call it fancy yeah. when it when it works. Uh, you don't, we don't. I don't over here in the championship realm because I'm a champion. <laughs> we don't have the fancy. We have the laptop over here. The worst thing we have to do is like oh, look at that move, move the lap, <laughs> move it down. That's all we got to do. Hey, by there. the way, wearing the FTR shirt tonight. By the way, you got FTR. the FTR. I got one of the new KOP shirts. I got uh, going down another rabbit hole. So, because I'm sure we'll go down some rabbit holes some point tonight. I I got an order in the old uh, KOP <laughs> shirt. We just haven't got them yet. I no, it a takes late. a little while. It takes a little while. I haven't got my hat yet. I was hoping to have my hat, but the hats are a brand new thing on the store. I think they take a little little longer. Arn is 60. 64. All right. That's close. Yeah. The guy, the guy took a back bump tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he stopped wrestling actively in, uh, let's see. He had a semi-retirement from 97 through 01 in WCW. I mean, he pretty much retired in 97. That's when he formally announced it, on August 25th, 97. So, yeah. We then see the elites. We hear... um, Kansas's music and the leak come out. Omega has a serious look on his face the whole time. Omega's definitely getting the long hair back, the black hair within the within the blonde hair there. Different look for Kenny, kind of back in the Bullet Club, New Japan days there. Uh, Kenny says these few weeks have been the hardest of his life. He says Bat Pool 
Blackpool Combat Club are great, respected athletes, but that was until they made his friends bleed. He wishes he took the screwdriver out of the turnbuckle and plunged it into Moxley's face last week. Megan doesn't have much to say. They're here with an the invitation. They want to see BCC in the ring to sell things like men. Danielson then appears on the Titantron, calls them amateurs, and the rest of the BCC then turn up in the ring and begin brawling with the elite. However, the elite come out on top as they turn things um Around with Nick Jackson launching himself over the barricade to attack Claudio while Matt Jackson and Wheeler Yuta going at him. And I, I, I laughed at Matt Jackson. We're in a brawl and Matt Jackson hit, hitting Northern Light suplexes on the outside. I don't know. That just popped me. I'm like, really? That's not real believable, but we'll go with it with a torn bicep. Uh, yeah. Megan, Megan Moxley are going at it. Then Yuta slams. Yeah, he's got the, got the, the, and he's doing therapy in L.A. like every week, it sounds like. Uh, Yuta sure. slams the title into Matt's injured arm, then targets the injured area. Uh, Claudio then drops Nick. And uh, Omega's helping them, but the numbers catch up to him on 3 one attack. Uh, Danielson then makes his way down the ring, says they're amateurs except for Omega. He thought he would be a professional. Callis then appears with a chair in hand, but Danielson asks him what he's doing, and he runs to the back. Danielson said if Omega's not going to live up to his potential, he needs to be gone. He gets out the screwdriver, but then Callis returns with uh, Takeshka and cleans house yes. and puts himself between Danielson and Omega and BCC runaway. So finally, the long-term storytelling of Don Callis and Takeshka, we see the result. So if anybody just harps on AEW about storytelling, this would just cements it, right? Yeah. I mean, th- this one was played out, you know, in public, at like Clippers games and dark and elevation. I mean, we saw it when we were in Indy that Callis came out and scouted. Then it kind of went nowhere, and everybody was like, what What are they doing? Well, this is the plan. Here's my prediction, though. I'm making it on April 19th. I think we see Hangman come back eventually. I mean, right now he's selling the eye injury. So then that would be five again for the elite against four, right? I think I think Keshka eventually turns heel, joins BCC, then it's five against four. And then Golden Lover, Kota Ibushi, makes his AW debut, five on five, blood and guts. <laughs> that, that's out there. Yeah, I, I got the it, pin in my hand right now. So. That's out there, but I like it. That's what I would I'm do. Not, <laughs> I'm not I don't like that one. Because Takeshka has that strong style, you know, that brawler style. Oh, no. Takeshka is one of my favorites. He is He's one of my favorites, but... Uh, I don't. I don't see how they get hang. Like, I thought Hangman was coming out tonight, right? We all thought Hangman was coming yes. out tonight. So they threw a curveball at us tonight, and we. I don't know. I liked it because I didn't see it coming. Uh, Shep, we got a question for you here on YouTube from Ren six three six three six. I don't know if this is somebody you know or what, but. Austin Shepard, who do you think the prettiest AEW lady wrestler is? Whoa. Um, <laughs> the, wow. Yeah. Um, I, 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 go, going in a rabbit hole here right away. Oh, man. There, there's there's two of them that I'm like weighing at. I'm like, I'm going Tony Storm or Britt Baker. Uh, let's 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 go with uh, Tony Storm. Let's go with Tony. Juice Robinson's a lucky guy, right? 
Yeah. Good, good for that dude. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting question. I don't think we've ever had a question like that on the show. So <laughs> thanks. Put me on the spot. Thanks for the, uh, the question there, Ren six, three, six, three, six on YouTube. Uh, we then got the TNT Championship. I thought before tonight's show, I thought this would be the main event. I was surprised we got within the first hour of the show. Um, Paris Hobbs with QT Marshall and, and Harley Cameron versus Warlow with Arn Anderson. Uh, two big men slapping meat, as Big E Langston used to always say about two big, brutally guys going at it. Um, interesting match here. I, I did think Hobbs got a lot of offense, though. I thought Warlow pretty much dominated. I think we've talked on this podcast before what I think about big guys versus yes. big guys. Yes. Especially big guys versus small guys, but yes. whatever. Um, I got halfway through this match and I'm like, okay, I can, I can handle this. Right. And then towards the end, I'm like, holy cow, they're going to pass the belt on like two, three minutes into it. I'm like, there's no way that Hobbs is winning. It was a good match for two big guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take that away from those guys. I still don't like how they're passing this TNT championship like around, around. It's it's a freaking. It is a hot game. potato. It is a hot potato. And right. okay, so so Warlow ends up going over uh, towards the end of the match. Uh, QT Marshall's arguing with the official. Arn Anderson gets in the ring. He pretends to pull out the gun. So Glock Anderson's back crowd pop. That was might be the biggest pop of the night. Um, which leads him to QT running up the ramp, and then Pinta and Alex Abrahante show up, and Pinta super kicks QT, still is back so in the what, ring. Hold on, hold on. Did, have I missed something there between? I, I think that was on. Um, I think I think QT cost Pinta the TNT title against Hobbs a few weeks back. I think okay. on Rampage, on Rampage, I believe, because okay. that's the only thing I could think of in my head. That was kind of random. With Arn then hits QT with a DDT. I was hoping for a spine on the pine, but I'll take a DDT. A DDT is still a good DDT. Um, then Warlow hits Hobbs with a couple power bombs. Actually, ends up hitting three. Re- reclaims his TNT title. So now Warlow joins the, joins Sammy as a three time TNT champ. Now, how long is Warlow gonna hold on to this time? Because he hasn't held on to it long. Previously, and the last one was three days before Hobbs beat him. I, that's what this TNT title is just changing hands too often. Nobody's had a long run really since since Miro, probably, um, which he's nowhere to be seen. Um, but this was an all right match. I I had a chuckle to myself when Wardlow was hitting Hobbs with Germans. Hobbs wasn't helping him at all on those. So no. uh, Wardlow was barely getting him off the ground because Hobbs wasn't helping at all. He wasn't jumping at all. Um, after the match, we see Christian Cage music hits, and he comes out with Luchasaurus, and they stare down Wardlow. Interesting, because with their uh, promos the last few weeks, I thought they would be going after a tag team. So it looks like uh, I took it as Luchasaurus will be going against Wardlow. Some people on Twitter took it as Christian will be going against Wardlow. How would you take it? Oh, I definitely took it as um, Luchasaurus. Yeah. 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 That's how, yeah. Which... Which I'm all right with, but it was it's kind of like tonight's match. Like going into the tonight's match, I didn't want to see either guy lose 
because I thought Hobbs really deserved a big push in the long reign as a champ, but Wardlow was hot as hot could be at one time last year, and then they cooled him off. So I didn't really want to see either guy lose. So okay, so you put it back on Warlow. Now you get, you need to get him hot again. But Luchasaurus, you've built up as this monster we haven't seen since All Out. And now with Christian at his side, it's like, can he afford a loss right away in a feud? But if you have him go over, then that's the championship changing hands yet again. I feel like this belt has just been, like yeah. you said, hot potato earlier. Yeah. Um, it will never get better than Cody's original first TNT ring when he was making young yeah. guys. Eddie, Ricky, um, Warhorse, um, Sonny Kiss. Uh, I don't know. He had tons of different. I'm just trying to think of time. I mean, it was the Daily's Place era. He had just tons of people every week, somebody different going against. Yeah. I don't know. I don't mind the, the belt. I don't know if I like them using it as a hot potato, just going fast, 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 fast. Um, but maybe after, maybe after this, they like look at Warlord like, okay, let's, let's ride him like we do Jade in the TBS championship. Let's just ride him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give him what, 30, 60 days and see what he can do. Right. I, right. I, I would prefer that than hopping him back and forth. Do you think – Maybe they're seeing in the future he could be a potential opponent of MJF because there's a bunch of history and story there. Yeah, I mean, you need to get him hot though. You got to get him hot again. Let's be honest. After this four pillar deal, come May, um, they're not taking the belt off MJF. No, 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 no. So, so whoever I defend the KFP <laughs> championship yeah. in, I'm telling you right now. MJF's my 10, 12, oh, 14, 15 points. I think he'll be all of ours. Well, we don't know about Paul. He does listen to Twisted Sister. So. Yeah, that's true. Paul, Paul's in left field. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like, I like the four-pillar aspect of it. I think they're going to make MJF go through it, mm-hmm. elevate him. So if you have MJF versus Warlow with their past history, mm-hmm. which they do, you know, that's another good. That's another good uh, feud. I mean, I'm just yeah, trying to think of potential to, guys. Well, you have to get the belt off of Warlord, but yeah. So whoever he faces at uh, Double or Nothing, mm-hmm. you know, there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, not just throwing my picks out there. No, but, no, no. Hey, don't want to show your cards yet. Not yet. We then see MJF and Sammy backstage. Um, MJF says he has an agreement that would help them both, and uh, the two of them hug it out after Guevara lets him know his price. MJF agrees to give him a blank check. What do you think that price was? It says something like one million dollars. Yeah, seven figures. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Evil, one billion dollars. <laughs> well, that could work too. Yeah, yeah. That's eight figures, but yeah, who's counting? Uh, no, that's nine figures. I can't do math. That's nine figures. Um, we then had, a, I thought, a really fun match. Switchblade Jay White making his AEW debut with Juice Robson by side against Commander, who, after this match, did get the graphic. He is all elite. Tony Khan yeah. tweeted out. He, so he should be. Oh, he man. Be. He was awesome tonight. He was awesome. Um, Jay White dominated. started out this match dominating. So I'm like, all right, this is going to be a pretty quick match, but that's not what we got. We got a decently 
decently uh, lengthy match here. Uh, Commander then got a bunch of offense in. He walks the ropes. He does the tight rope better than anybody I've ever seen. Um, actually, kind of looked like he botched it at one point, but the announcer said that it was because Jay White hopped up on the apron. Um, towards the end of the match, though, we see uh, Jay White dig into Commander's eyes, uh, but then he got sent over the rope. Uh, Commander then did that uh, tight rope walk and leap to the sky, and then Sean Spears, who they kept showing Spears during the match, he was given ratings on the moves, which I kind of enjoyed. He gave that a 10. He gave that a 10, which that took me back to Daly's place when he used to be one of the ones in the crowd always making noise. Um, So then Commander hit uh, a walking rope shooting star press, but White managed to kick out, followed with a springboard Phoenix splash, but White kicked out again. Commander headed back to the top, but this time White avoided it and nailed a cutthroat suplex and then the blade runner for the win. Juice Robinson then after the match pulled out Sean Spears over the barricade. They started fighting until Ricky Starks music hit. Ricky Smart Starks hit the ring. Spears Robinson and Jay White got out of the ring, made his way up the ramp. What I liked is Ricky trots down. He's not really sprinting. He's just kind of jogging down like, only Ricky can do, you know, smooth, cool. Then he hits a hell of a spear on Juice, never loses his sunglasses. They stay on place on his face the whole time. Smooth, Ricky, smooth. Yeah, you know. Yep. So so we're going to get a two-on-two match eventually with Spears and Ricky against Juice Robinson and Jay White. Um, I saw the IWC kind of complaining about this today, uh, before this even happened tonight, saying that Ricky can't afford to take a loss to Jay White. I disagree. I think Jay White's one of the best wrestlers in the world. He was a main eventer over in New Japan. I think it wouldn't hurt Ricky all that much at all. No. I'm confused here because I, I get that, but you have Juice and you have Spears in the crowd. And at the first you think, when Spears is getting those ratings, you're thinking we're going to get a Ju- or a, a Jay White and Spears feud. And like, mm-hmm. Which, don't get me wrong, I think would be great. Mm-hmm. Both those guys could kill it. But you have to put you have to put uh, you have to put Jay over. No questions asked, right? Mm-hmm. So the way they did it, you got to put uh, Sparks. And him together mm-hmm. versus the Bullet Club. And I love it. I love that part. So I guess we're gonna ease our way into it. Yeah. You're not you're not gonna give you're not gonna give Jay White a a one on one right off the bat. So you're gonna ease him into it. So I, I'll take that. Yeah, I um I think I think we'll get Starks and Jay White. I think that'll be a double or nothing match. I mean we got about a month until May twenty eighth. Yeah. So yeah. that'll be a good one. I mean, that, that's going to be a hard one to predict. Like I said, I don't think he can give Jay, Light, Jay White the loss in his first big feud in AEW. But at the same time, Ricky's been hot. And he just came off a big feud win over Chris Jericho. So, so you, you can't give Jay White the loss because of what happened a month ago. Right. How supposedly the WWE fumbled him. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And he ended up in AEW. So, if you put him in AEW, like you got to put him to the moon, right? Mm-hmm. You got you you got to, and and 
I won't say a slap to the face, but it's a slap to the face of the WWE because you guys fumbled this guy. Yeah, yeah. This guy is a great talent, okay? Great talker, great worker, and you guys fumbled him. You, We got him in our lap. We we can't screw it up, right? Yeah. We cannot screw it up. So we got to do the right thing, and we got to promote him. So. I mean, he's he's the type of guy, in my opinion. He can he can wear the big the big belt within the next year. He's that. I I, I really think he's that good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, well, and he was, he was the IWGP champion. Oh yeah, he, he he he's a grand slam over there. Um, the, I mean, I know I know we're not WWE, but you think the guys that held that championship? Yeah. Those guys can work in America and be mainstream yep. main eventers. Yep. So. Yep. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. We then see FTR fitting shirt that that Shep's wearing tonight. Shown backstage, it's revealed that Mark Briscoe, one of Shep's other boys, was jumped uh, by the. Uh, it says Trustbusters here on Wrestling Inc., but I think it was the, it's the uh, Varsity Club. The Varsity Club. Yeah, I could. It's I, Dumb yeah. shit club. Yeah. What a dumb shit club. Yeah. Sorry. Nope. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, they go to check on uh, him, but Jay Lethal's crew of Sanjay, Jay, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and then and, and Satnam Singh are already there. And they start arguing. And then Mark just starts yelling, Cut it out. Stop. Which I, I just thought was hilarious. I'm like, This guy's just gold. Tells them to work together. So they agree to work together. Where, where do you think this is going? You, you can't trust Lethal and Double J, can you? Listen, if you would have said <laughs> 90, 90 days ago, FTR would team with Jeff Jarrett. It's Jeff Jarrett. This is yeah, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, yeah. I would have told you you were on drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, not gonna work. Like, not even a not even a chance. And I, I don't know what they're going with this because Mark Briscoe and and I know the varsity club. The varsity club's a bunch of ROH guys. Yeah, right? Josh Woods and uh, yeah, yeah. So I I mean I get I get that fact with the. Um, Mark Briscoe just trying to keep him connected to ROH. So that's fine. But this this makes no sense. This makes I mean you're putting you're putting the best tag team in the world against mm, never mind. I mean what it seems to me we're getting double J in the tag team title picture again. Stop. That's where I see it going. Dude, he's 80 years old. He can work though. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> He's 80 years old. You, you, you would rather. You'd rather see him there than the acclaimed. No, but I think that's a few down the road. You got to save your big ones, the acclaimed, the Bucks down the road. Yeah, a lot of big shows coming up. Did you have? You realize how many tag teams right now? That you have better than yeah yeah but 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 no I'm not disagreeing with you but name me one that right now that's ready to to compete for the titles take the guns away since they just lost them acclaimed take them away they're obvious <laughs> um uh, 
I mean, you could say Lucha Bros, but they're holding the ROH titles, and Phoenix is hurt right now. Yeah. I say the Bucks. Yeah, that's that's gonna be safe for a big big show. If they well, if they agree to work together. It's gonna happen. I said that I, I said that because I'm gonna I want you to roll into that. Yeah, we're we're getting there later. I we I got some topics I want to hit after we review Dynamite. We're 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 getting there. Well, you were talking about 80 year olds. We had another one come on the screen, Chris Jericho. He confronted Adam Cole tonight. Um they went back and forth on the mic, and I was surprised Jericho let Cole do all of his in-ring stuff. When he went to do the Adam Cole baby, I thought Jericho was going to interrupt it. They get all-time heat, but he didn't do it. Um, Adam Cole says anyone who's followed his career knows he studied Chris Jericho, and even his catchphrase was inspired by him. He read Jericho's first book, Want to Be Just Like Him. Fast forward to now, they're in the ring for the first time ever. Cole thinks it's pretty damn cool. He admits he has a ton of respect for Jericho. Jericho puts out his hand, and the two shake hands. Jericho says he appreciates the words, and he's watched Cole's stuff lately. He has absolutely zero respect for him. Thinks he's an arrogant son of a bitch. He says what Cole did last week is unacceptable and he's lucky he didn't slap his dumb face right now cole says lately he and the fans think that jericho's been a jag off and he understands jericho has his minions but he wonders when jericho last asked himself who the real version of himself is is that the guy who has the js win matches for him or the goat cole says the real jericho is an insecure fickle stupid idiot which then the crowd starts shooting stupid idiot Points out Jericho wants attention. He has it, so now what? Jericho says Cole doesn't want to meet his idol or have anything to do with him. If, and if he's smart, he'll get out of the ring right now. However, Cole has heard enough. Starts attacking him until Garcia pops up, attacks him. So then it's two-on-one. They're dominating until Britt Baker comes out, pulls Jericho off, some, slaps him. However, the outcasts turn up. Then three-on-one attack, jump her. Garcia handcuffs Cole, makes him watch as the outcasts attack Britt Baker with a Singapore King. Jericho gets a or Kendo Stick, I should say, not Singapore King. And Cole's just daring him to hit him, but instead the outcasts keep hitting Brett until the end, and Adam Cole's saying he's sorry. So eh, kind of a little corniness to it, but all in all, it makes the Cole-Jericho rivalry more personal. And it expands the outcast Brett Baker, which I like JS and Outcast kind of teaming up there because they function similar as factions. Yeah, I really like this segment, actually. Um, of course, I, I like the personal aspect of it because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Cole and, and, and DMD are together. She came down to make the save. Uh, they handcuffed him. She gets the kendo sticks. Yeah, no, I, I liked it a lot. I don't, I don't know where we see it going forward. Do we, do we see a... I mean, we, we saw uh, Jericho and Soraya hug like they love each other. So do we do we see the the mixed tag? You could. That'd be an interesting way. Yeah, to kind of advance both feuds. I think we ultimately do get Cole against Jericho at double or nothing. Um, so so we see the mixed tag before that, right? I would believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. And, and I'll say, Sray was laying in some of those candlestick shots on Briz back, and Briz backs on record not be her back's not in best shape. So no, we, we we saw that on all access. Unless, she finally kind of rolled over, and, and she was getting her side hit towards the end. So yeah, we we saw that on all access. Yeah, but does that mean we're getting played? Right, right. Yeah. Which Tony Khan was asked about that on Busted Open today about 
Thunder Rosa. He said when when Thunder's cleared and ready to come back, she'll be invited with open arms. He said some of that stuff on all access should be kept behind closed doors. But then in the same breath, he says, but that's what all access is all about, letting fans come behind the curtain. I'm thinking, come on, Tony. Like, we're smarter than this. We know whatever goes on TV, you have to approve it first. They're not going to show you something you don't want on there. Right. I mean, come on, you know. So, no all access tonight, by the way. They're showing soccer instead. So, week off. It's true. We got we got U.S. and Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we then get the acclaimed and uh, Mr. Uh, or, um, Daddy Ass, about calling Mr. Ass. Daddy Ass, Billy Gunn against Jake Hager, Daddy Magic, and Cool Hand Ange of the JS. JS uh, attacked their opponent as soon as they get in the ring, but the baby faces turn around pretty quick. Uh, back and forth match a little bit, but in the end, the result's not surprising. Uh, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn go over. Um, one thing that I noticed was uh, Billy Gunn is bigger than Jake Hager. He was the biggest guy in the ring tonight. Um, it's just amazing, you know, once in a while I'll go on Peacock, even though it's the worst app known to man, and I'll watch old school uh, WWF, WWF Attitude Era content, and, you know, you see guys like Jeff Jarrett and badass Billy Gunn in the late 90s. Now fast forward to 2023, and they're still on our TV screens. Now Jarrett wasn't in action tonight, but Billy Gunn was, and he's moving around as just like it was 1999 all over again. And it's amazing how good a shape that guy is. I mean, he's – let's look up Billy Gunn's age. Um, he's got to be in his 50s. Um, oh, he's definitely in his 50s, almost in his 60s. Billy Gunn's 59 years old. To be moving around like that at the age of 59 is pretty incredible. Uh, crowd eats it up every time he's in the ring. So not surprising to see the claim Billy Gunn go over. It's just now I wonder what's next for these guys. And what's next for uh, the JS too. And Shep's back. He's having some technical difficulties, having some weather tonight in the area. So, uh, But I was just going over the match, Shep. I said no surprise that the acclaimed – and Billy Gunn went over, and, and I was commenting on how Billy Gunn was the biggest guy in the ring. He's bigger than Jake Hager at the age of 59. He looks amazing. He looks 59 like years old. Man. And I was also saying, you know, Peacock, even though the app's terrible, I will go back because I'm just such a big pro wrestling fan. I'll go back and I watch old WWE Network content once in a while, and I was actually doing some earlier today. And I like to watch Attitude Era stuff and just, nostalgia feel and you know you see jeff jarrett and billy gunn back in the late 90s fast forward to 2023 and they're on our tv screens in aw now jarrett wasn't in action tonight he will be on rampage on saturday but billy's moving around at the age of 59 like he was in 1999 well i think we go back when uh we were in indy last november and we're sitting there uh what five rows deep going Holy cow, we're watching Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> it was unbelievable. You know? And I'm like, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't when he was a drunk throwing nope. tacos at the Mexican fans in Mexico. Having people buy gold while he puts the Global Force title on Cody. Which, you know, yeah, hey, I mean, hey, Jeff did it, Vince, but you wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> I saw a picture of that the other day going. I did too. Cody holding that thing, I'm like, oh man, poor Cody. Yeah, he was yeah. just trying. He was trying. Black hair, green tights, green knee pads. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But but 
No, the 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 segment with the acclaimed and them, I enjoyed. I enjoy the acclaimed. Um, I enjoy the the little you know 30, 45 second rap. It was down. good tonight. Uh, it was good, yeah. Except the second bar, you couldn't hear really what he said because they cut it out. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. All of a sudden, I mean, how many years have we been watching Dynamite? What three years, right? Yeah, it's coming up on. Um, I mean, this is the fourth year of AEW. Yeah, it's, it'll be four years in October. Yeah. Okay. And all of a sudden tonight, you decide to yeah. censor this stuff? I know when they first got on TNT years ago, they got like one shit bomb was supposed to be the rule, perhaps. So, because remember, Chuck Taylor used to be make a big deal about BT, how he wanted to use it. Um, and then, like, last few years, it's like, okay, I don't know how many they get, but they got a lot more than one. Then tonight, right right in the, in the pillar segment of the Start Dynamite, they censor it right away. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like the censor. Censor sucks. Yeah, that remind that reminds me too much of WWE. Um, but but I, I don't know what's next for the acclaimed. I don't know what's next for JAS either. I I feel like JAS is getting to the point where they need to break up. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I suppose you got to find something for every member first. But speaking of the member of the JAS, we get to the main event: Jungle Boy versus Sammy Guevara, the Four Pillars Tournament match. I actually enjoyed this match. I thought it was a really good match. This was the last match of the four pillars that we had never seen before. A lot of back and forth, a lot of athletic um, actions. I actually wasn't sure who was going to win this match. Uh, towards the end of the match, though, um, we saw Jack Perry head up to the turnbuckle, but Guevara drop kicked him off. Jack went flying back, slammed into the timekeeper's table. The tent count's about to happen, but then Guevara grabs... Uh, uh, your boy there, Bryce Rimsberger, the uh, the ref, he, and so, he likes me. So he gave Shep a nice cameo a few weeks back. So uh, Bryce couldn't see what's going on. MJF turns up, nails Jack with the dynamite diamond ring, and the count continues. Counts Jack Perry out at ten. Then Sammy and uh, Jack or Sammy and Max are embracing as dynamite goes off the air. So Sammy wins, but definitely doesn't do it cleanly. And into the camera, Max and Sammy are looking and saying, no four-way, no four-way, no four-way. That tells me we're getting a four-way at double or nothing. They, uh, they, the way it happened, like, I feel like we're, we're still going to get something, uh, next week. Yep. Yep. Because he, he didn't go over clean. So, um, and then, then the afterwards, the, uh, they they overplayed it. They were over the top of that. How all of a sudden those two were best friends. Yeah, right? which they hated each other when they were in the same faction he, uh, back yeah. in 2021. So all of a sudden they're best friends. They're hugging, whatever, yada, yada, yada. So I still think we'll get a four-way match. Double or nothing, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think, I think next week we see MJF get involved. And cost Darby against Sammy. And then the following week, TK steps in and says, okay, you know, you're not winning cleanly. You're not winning these matches cleanly. Fade a four-way double or nothing. Or something. Something along those lines. Yeah. So, 
which like we mentioned earlier, MJF's not going to lose that four way, but with the storyline, you got to have them all go against each other. I mean, they're, they're taking jabs at each other and everything. So, but my, then here's my question to you. Okay. So say MJF does go over double or nothing. Who do, who takes the pen out of those three out Darby, Sammy and, and, and Jack? Uh, not Jack. Um, even though he's the only one that has held single gold. Yeah, not Jack for sure. Probably Sammy, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say I, I was almost going to say Darby, but Darby Darby's got a big. Big yep. gig with with uh, Sting for yep. one more year, so yep, yeah, de- definitely Sammy. Yep, I think you're right. I think you're right. So, okay, what's your rating for tonight's Dynamite? It was okay. I enjoyed some of it. I thought it was better than last year. week. I thought it was better it than was. last week. It was. Um, I'm going uh, seven point two. Seven two. Okay. Yeah. I'll go seven six. I'm going a little higher. Um, I usually got to be the high rater of the show. Um, and next week's dynamite looks fun. We get Jade and 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 and, and Valkyrie. Um, Valkyrie. Do you think t- think Jade finally loses it? Yes, I think yes. I think so too. I mean, I've been calling it for like six months now that she's going to lose that. So I think I I've always picked. She's always been my high point pick for the pay per views, but I think she loses it too. Then I think her next feud. I think they push her into the main event scene yeah, or the main event for to. the women's. It's time. It's time. Yeah, my gosh, she's 55 and 0. What else? Can, it's a legit 55 and 0. This isn't a Bill Goldberg, which I'll get into him in a bit. This isn't a Bill Goldberg undefeated streak. Um, and we also got a lot going on Rampage special Saturday night Rampage, um, which um, El Vikingo's back. That's going to be fun. Um, Triple he A. Is, he is a nut. He, Commander, I mean, I, I like. Man, Tony's bringing in some good talent. He's bringing in some fun talent to watch. Nick Wayne's going to be coming in in July. Fun stuff. Um, okay, who's your wrestler of the night? I'm going Commander. Damn it. I should have went first. That's who I was going to take. The dude blew, blew me away tonight. Yeah, I, I, I felt like he had one little fumble trying to do his transition to the top, to the side, to the top, to the side. Other than that, it, it was a very small fumble. Uh, other than that, he was flawless. Mm-hmm. And he was super entertaining tonight. And I could watch him for the next five weeks. Yeah, so, I like that yeah. high-flying stuff, especially when they're smooth. Um, and nothing against Jay White. I thought Jay White played into it mm-hmm. perfectly. Yeah. Because that's not normally his style, right? Nope, styles clash tonight. So, But he did a damn good job. Yeah. So, but yeah, Commander, my wrestler of the night. Yeah, I like Jay, and I could go Jay as my wrestler of the night, but uh, who am I going to pick now? Man, there wasn't that many matches tonight. Uh, I'll go kind of chalk here. I'll go Wardlow for winning the title. I'm a, I'm a Wardlow. I like Wardlow a lot, even though I'm disappointed they have a hot shot him like they did last year. Um, Three time TNT champ. Now I'll go Wardlow. He wasn't. You know what though? He was entertaining tonight. I'll he give was. You that. He was. Yeah, he wasn't bad. So. Well, and I should have known, you know, going into the night, I forgot about his Pittsburgh connection. That's where he started um, wrestling. He, he's really known in the indie scene there in Pittsburgh, so I should have known he was probably going to go over in Pittsburgh. 
But I kind of do feel bad for Will Hobbs, though. He didn't didn't have the title very long. Um, that's a TNT title, though. That's life. That's life. So Yeah. Uh, so a few things but I want to get. That's what happens when you hang out with QT. That is true. That is true. That I is mean, true. I'm not dogging QT's uh, protege on training people, but if you're with QT on TV right now, you – you shouldn't expect much. I did like how they shared the backstory between when QT turned and hit Arn a couple years ago, and, and Cody was even shown in that highlight. I, I like that because I had forgotten about that when he turned, yeah. hit Arn, and that's when the factory formed. So it gave some backstory there. I like that tonight. Um, it's just interesting that they you know they brought up Cody's name lately. They showed him. Tonight, they showed him last week in the bowl club. I know it doesn't mean anything. I know he's got a long-term contract with WWE. But it just, once again, AEW doesn't shy away from showing talent that's left in their history. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, so a few other – I want to go, go down some rabbit holes. I feel like we haven't went down yes. too many. So I want to go down a few. Uh, one being, I just mentioned his quote-unquote undefeated, undefeated streak in WCW, Bill Goldberg. He was in the headlines this week because he feels like Vince didn't give him a proper retirement match in his career like he was promised and said he's open to whatever. I know one of my bold predictions was we'd see him be competing AW at some point in 2023. I really no. feel like we're going to see him compete in a match. No. I, I he, he made a comment he's going to go into business on himself. Yeah, do so, like a four yeah. city world tour, he said, which Yeah, let, let him do his own <laughs> promotion tour. Let him get a bunch of older indie guys that have some name, you know, they pack some weight and let him do the tour. You know, let him find a guy like I'm trying to think. Let him find a guy like I was gonna say Cardona, but Cardona's on way too much of a rocket ship right now. Um, if you remember back in the day, Hogan did a, a world tour and he, he, uh, he fought flair every night and he went over flair. Okay. This is back when flair needed money. Um, so he, he did that. I'm trying to think any guys that could do that right now. Um, I can't think of anything that comes to my mind, but. He could promote that, do do a four or five event thing, you know, goodbye to Goldberg, whatever, and, and it'll be fine. You know, he could put it on Fight TV and get, you know, a couple thousand buys and 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 make his bucks. I don't think he guy. I don't think the guy needs the money. No, but yeah, I mean, I don't want. I do not want to see him in AW. I do not. I just. I don't know why. It's, I just I'm afraid he's gonna be on that card in Wembley, and all in because he's, he's a big draw. If he is on the card, hopefully it's because he breaks his ankle and he's out in three minutes because <laughs> he can't go five. And I know a lot of people on Twitter is like he'd be perfect for Sting retirement versus retirement. I'm like I'm afraid he'd hurt Sting really bad. Uh, he, yeah, he I mean Sting. Af- after what he did at uh, Undertaker in uh, Saudi, that was the worst match I've ever seen. That was so uncomfortable to watch. Um, I mean, he, he killed Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. I, I, I mean, look, it's true. I huge AEW fan. You know, yes, me. yes. That's why we're on this podcast. And uh, yeah, and and I love the Indies. And yeah, I just 
that that's one guy I I could care less to watch. So yeah, I was you know I was a big fan of him when I was young. Of course, I didn't know the behind the scenes stuff. I mean, I was really young when he was on his hot streak. Then when he returned in I don't know what year it was 2016, 17, whatever year that was cool at first. But then he got this you know every year he'd come back. He's winning championships. He's beating Bray Wyatt. I'm like okay, like well, come on, you know this is this is stupid. Um, he got a lot more marquee matches than he deserved in his in his run the last five years. I'd I'd rather watch Luther go over. Go, oh God! Go over than, oh God! Oh God! Peter go. Peter if, Avalon. If he, if he comes to AEW, I want Luther to go over. <laughs> oh man! Uh, another thing that came out today: Sean Ross Sapp reported that Hangman Adam Page is in talks with AEW to extend his deal. His deal's coming up, so he's got the same agent as Omega and the Bucks. So take that for what it's worth because they're in negotiations too. Um, I don't. It's interesting because, you know, you got a lot of big contracts coming up in AW. You also got the rumored CM Punk return coming up. A lot of big shows coming up. I mean, the ball could really start rolling here for AW again. They could really get hot again, I feel like. I, I think I've said this since the, uh, what do they call it, the brawl? Brawl out. Brawl out. Yeah, brawl out. Is you know, once that incident happened, all the cooler heads prevail. If they think about it and put it on paper, those guys can make a million bucks. If they get their stuff together, they could do it. Now we're getting, I think, I think we're getting close to that. And then all of a sudden, wow, AEW says, Hey, I'm gonna put us in a 90,000 seat stadium. Wonder, wonder who we could draw some tickets to. I mean, come on. These guys aren't like, look, Tanner, we, we watch this thing every week, right? We watch it every week. We enjoy it. We look at all the dirt sheets. But you don't think in the back of their minds, a guy like Tony Khan, who's a hell of a businessman, says, if I can bring these guys together, and I'm working on it. I'm working on it behind the scenes where the dirt sheets don't see it. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to announce, I'm going to do a 90,000-seat stadium. And I got this guy in my back pocket. Come on. I, I think the biggest match they could run is FTR and CM Punk against the Elite. But and I'm just going off what the dirt sheets are saying right now because that's all I can do because I don't have any sources. I'm not in the know backstage. They're saying the Bucks, especially, more so than Omega, aren't willing to do business with CM Punk right now. Yeah. The, listen, the Bucks used to vlog – on their indie shows, indie show to indie show to make an extra dollar. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Not, not. I'm not being a jerk about it. No, no, no. Okay, those guys used to vlog to do to make an extra buck, so maybe they could have an extra hotel room or an extra dinner on the road. Yep. Okay. Good for them. You know what? And the, we all watched it, right? Yep. I was one of them. You were one of them, yep. right? Yep. So when it comes down to saying, hey, you can maybe have the biggest payday of your life, and you mean to tell me these guys can't do business? These guys aren't that dumb. They well, they could, they could be pretty smart, too, at the negotiations table with Tony. You know, their deals are coming up. They could say, you know, if you want us to work with this guy, make it worth it for us. You know, they could get a big, big, big payday. 
or no. pay raise. I, I, and, and you I'm know, not, I'm not disagreeing that, but those no. guys, those guys aren't flipping shit. I, I feel like if they don't do this, if, if you know, you don't have to like each other to do business. Um, if they don't do this, they're missing. They're leaving so much tape money on the table. Um, and, and you know, there's also that rumor out there that Punk is going to have a meeting with Jericho. FDR is going to be involved. Some other people are going to be involved. And supposedly Jericho is going to be his first feud, which that's fine. You can play into that too. But I, I don't know how you feel about this, Shep, but there's also that rumor. Well, I think it's going to happen that AW's going to have a Saturday show. It's going to be a two-hour show, some more content, which I shouldn't be complaining, but 8 to 10 o'clock on Saturday nights, AW Collision's the rumor, and and Punk's going to be the face of that show, right? But they're only going to have people that are okay to work with them over there. So we're going to have like a brand split between Collision and Dynamite. I don't like that. If you have to split a show just because of one guy, I don't like that at all. I don't, I don't like the principle, like you said, but AEW has enough talent. They do. They're, they're deep. But we got to get rid of one of those YouTube shows. Well, I, th- I think if you do Collision, maybe you get rid of both Dark and Elevation. Because yeah. you got ROH, you got Rampage. I mean, there's so much. So yeah, much. You have a ton there. So I, I don't dislike the show on Saturday. I don't dislike... I don't dislike Punk being the face of it, but it's not going to do good ratings for a majority of the year because you're going to go against college football and uh, NFL late in the season. I mean, eight to ten on Saturday—that's that's a tough time slot. It's, yeah, but it, I would argue it's better than what Rampage is on Fridays. You know, and and me personally, Rampage is hit or miss. It is for me too. I oh. I usually watch. But I usually watch it later or the next day. I'll only tune in if I'm not doing anything and if the card's really good. Yeah. I normally record it. Yep. Half yep. the time I watch it live. Yep. I'm right but there with when you. When I say live, the recording live. Yeah, I'm right there with you. That's so. And that's, you know, I tried to watch Rampage at the beginning, you know, the first month or two when it debuted in 2021. I watched it live. But then over time, I mean, people are busy on Fridays. So, um even with the late start. So I don't know. I just, yeah, I want to get your thoughts there. Cause you know, I, I like punk. I like the bucks. I like the elite. I like everybody that's been involved in this stuff. I think punk's good for business to get him back, but I also don't want them to bring punk back just for some bullshit drama to start again though. So, I mean, so we're talking about the punk and FTR. Yeah. Came out the day that Dax, my boy, Hmm. You know, my favorite professional wrestler right now mm-hmm. decides to end his podcast. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Because yeah, him and Matt Coon had a good thing going. It was really because, good. And the and the if I read between the lines, he was getting too much shit about it. Meltzer and Alvarez, those idiots. They 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 kept bringing it up, and they were saying that Dax was attacking them and everything. And and I know they are, or at least Meltzer. I don't know about Alvarez. I know Meltzer's friends with the Bucks. I know. I know. That. I mean, they got the Meltzer driver named after him. But I know you you think maybe the Bucks had something to do with it. I'm hoping they didn't. Maybe they did. But I just think it's more, you know, and Dax struggles with anxiety and stuff, and he's very open about that. And that's one thing they talk about a lot on the podcast, him and Matt Coon both, which is great. Mental health, you know, anxiety, that's great stuff to talk about because it's a big-time issue. I just think it's more of people being soft on Twitter and being very mean to Dax. 
mean, well, you're calling his nine-year-old daughter names. Come on. I get that. But when you talk about people being soft, I really think there were some – at one point in time since he started this podcast, I think there was some real heat between him and the Bucks or the EVP. I think I texted you the EVPs. Yeah, yeah. I think the EVPs took some of this stuff to heart because I feel like Dax is real. Yeah. And, and I'm not sticking up for Dax because he's my favorite guy, right? I just feel like he came out and put a hundred percent of his life on a pedestal and you can judge him. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. He, he put the whole thing all out there. And so people attack that. Yep. Yeah. Like you said, people attacked his, his, his young daughter, which is unfair. It's completely unfair. And if anybody's watching this podcast yep. with these lovely dudes, <laughs> you attack his daughter, you're an asshole. Yeah, I'll don't listen to ours. Get get yeah. away. We don't want no you to listen our podcast. But I feel like he got a lot of heat backstage. And I know I know he talked about early on, like, I'm gonna talk real stuff, and if I get stuff backstage, you know, I'll handle it. You know, I'll handle it when I'm when I'm when I fly into that town and I go backstage, I'll handle it. I, I just feel like I feel like these guys I, I made a comment the EVPs and I'm not you know. <laughs> Not, uh, how do you say, saying names individually, but right. I don't know, man. No, I, mean, I, f- I feel like if anybody is the box, I, I don't know. I feel like Kenny's so chill. He doesn't give a shit. But, but you talk about a guy that started a podcast and two weeks later, yeah, he was the number one wrestling podcast in the United States. He was getting mainstream sponsors. I know. After two weeks of this bald guy with a mustache drinking tequila. Yep. Talking about how he feels in real life. And he got he had to get some major heat for this to happen. And I'm sure Conrad hated seeing this go away. I mean, every podcast Conrad touches turns into gold. Don't he's the pod father for a reason. Dude, I mean you think Con, you know you know Conrad's making a buck or two. Come on. Oh yeah. I mean he makes great he does great business with his mortgages and then his podcast empire just taking off. They have another one. Do you see another do you see the newest one starting here in a week or two? No. DiBiase, oh, everything is pod, like everything is or every what? No, what? What was his? Help me out here. What was his catchphrase? Um, so D, it's DiBiase and Conrad. Uh, well, it's part of Conrad's Conrad's net network, but he's not uh, not hosting it. Let me, because Conrad's got other people that host, like Matt Coon hosted. Right. Uh, gosh, dang it! What is his? Um, new podcasts. Um, here it is. It's called, of course, it's ad-free shows. It's everybody's got a pod. Fitting. Everybody's got a prize. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yep. So like, man, he's just another one. I mean, he's up to like 12 in his net, in his ad free shows network. And cause he, he still hosts, he hosts something restless with, with Bruce. Uh, what happened when with Tony, my world with Jeff, I think he still hosts the orange show with Arn. That's one I don't he's listen a, to very often. He's with JR. It he's is. with grill and JR still. He's with, yeah, yeah. So he's still got like with. five or six, but the other ones he's kind of lets other people host, but still part of his network, which is cool. I got mad respect for the guy. So, 
Um, I still listen to a good majority of them, uh, but but Dax one was my favorite. I listen to that one every week. I usually listen to What Happened When every week. I do listen to My World every week. Those are the three I usually listen to on a weekly basis. The other ones are hit and miss, uh, depart, depending on what the uh, topic is for me. I'm going to I'm gonna have to have the tequila game for Dax. Yep, you are. You are. He drank a strong-looking one today. Yeah. Because uh, I... Uh, I like to. I like. I usually have them on the back in the background while I work, but I usually have them on YouTube because I do kind of like to see what's going on. Um, but so I, I checked out what the tequila looked like today. It was pretty pretty brown today. Yeah. Yep. I'll, I'll work on it. But Matt, I think Matt, and Matt Coon did a good job as a host. I think it looks like some projects are coming his way in the near future. And and they both said maybe this might not be goodbye forever for the podcast, but it's just goodbye for now. So, which which is really weird because they just announced the four year contract with AEW. I know, I know. So, Dax, Dax, and Matt, and Matt especially came out on Twitter and said this was not Tony Khan's doing. Tony Khan did not make them stop this podcast. Take that for what it's worth. So, it, but maybe maybe it's all the the the, the heat they got backstage. It could. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I just know. People on Twitter and IWC especially, I mean, there's a lot of negativity. There's more negative than positive out there. Um, I've almost went after people before, but I'm like, I'm not going to get myself in the middle of something. You know, I'm just going to keep scrolling. Um, well, look, there's a, there's a, so much negativity on social media. Yeah, there is. You could not make everybody happy. No. There's just that one jackalope that oh, is yeah. going to ruin the day. No, yeah, and you know, I know you. I know you own a business. Um, I run social media for the company I work for. We see it. Um, sometimes I respond. Sometimes I don't. You're never gonna make everybody happy. And a lot of times, those people who complain are keyboard warriors. They would not say it to your face. They would not. Yeah. They'll be as nice as nice can be. Then they'll go behind the computer screen or their phone and they'll type away, and it's just frustrating. Yeah, I, I watched the uh, Dax special in WrestleMania weekend on Fight TV. And, I mean, he had a hell of a crowd, a hell of a panel. And yeah. things looked like a million bucks. Like, yeah. it was such an entertaining night for those guys. And then here we go, what, two weeks later, three weeks later, he's he's canceling his podcast? Yeah. I mean, there's just got to be so much negativity. They just couldn't people. take it anymore, I don't think. Yeah. It's like, man – how could you live your life that negative where you got to harp on a podcast of a guy that just talks about what he loves to do for a living? I know. It's just, it sucks. It sucks. And you know what? If you want to harp on me because we do this podcast, if you want to harp on me, that's fine. I get it. Yeah. Harp on me all you want. Yeah. I I enjoy what I do. I enjoy this podcast. I enjoy AEW. I enjoy professional wrestling. Mm Mm-hmm. If you think I'm a jackalope, tell me. <laughs> I can deal with it. Call me a jagoff like Chris Jericho. I really don't care. So, so real quick, real quick on the the jagoff, there had to be a uh, a uh, what, do, what, do I, what do I want to say? Uh, uh, a relevation. Yeah, it was a spinoff of jackoff. Yeah, but. I'm thinking his dad owns the Jags. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
So I didn't know if it had anything to do with. I w- I didn't go. I didn't think down those lines. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking when I heard Jag off, and I heard it twice. Like the first time, I thought, okay, he just he talks a little fast. Then I heard the second. I'm like, okay, the Jags. I always think of the cons with the Jags, right? Right. So I didn't know if that had anything to do with it because he was calling Jericho a jag off, right? Right. So Jericho was in with Tony Khan and is it Shad? The dad? Shad Khan, yeah. Shad Khan. So like, are you, are you sucking up to Shad Khan? You're a jag off. I don't know. Could be. Could be. Kind of way I looked at it. Could be. NFL drafts next week. So, well, wasn't there a couple times last year during the NFL season that Jericho was Jericho in? goes to quite a few games and sits in the box. He's adapted. He's adopted to Jaguars as his team, even though he's a Vikings fan. And Adam Cole goes to quite a few games too. He and Britt. So a lot of I think a lot of AEW talent does because they can get in the suite. Jr. goes a lot of games. Um, well, Jr. is an Alabama fan, so Oklahoma. Oh. Oh, sorry, but, Jr. That's his fight song he comes out to. Yeah, he he take fits right. that Conrad's in Alabama, so they go I'm out of Alabama. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Which you know, Oklahoma's gonna be joined SEC not this year but next year, so they'll be playing a lot more often. Um, that's a that's a rabbit hole for another day. I could go down. I've I've been down. I've been down that rabbit hole so, plenty of times on other podcasts. Do we have time for one more rabbit hole? Absolutely. Okay, we've been uh, following this story since uh, Mania. Mm-hmm. Now we got Cody and Brock. After Monday, did you mm-hmm. watch any of Monday night? Just Cody's segment. Honestly, I, okay. I saw on Twitter he's coming up, so I tuned in. So, I have a thought. Go ahead, Tanner. I'm intrigued by the match. I mean, it's going to be the headliner backlash because Roman's not defending it until they go over Saudi. Just imagine that. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I thought I've seen better work out of Cody than Monday, but it did what it needed to do. We saw a more aggressive side out of him. And I mean, I tune into Brock Lesnar matches because of the physicality, the unpredictability of his matches. You know, I always tune into Cody. So I'm going to be watching Peacock on May 6th just to watch that match. If Cody doesn't go over, he will. I'm just saying, if Cody doesn't go over, I will not watch Mania in 2024. He he'll go over uh, unless they're really gonna bury him and have him come way back. But like, I get I the I, obstacles, but I, I don't know how you could bring him way back. I just I still are you gonna have him all of a sudden win a match on NXT? <laughs> Congratulations, Cody! You won an NXT. Maybe you can make oh. it to SmackDown or Raw. You know, I here's here's my thing. You know, we have all these people in WWE, like Stone Cold is the latest one I saw today, saying that Cody Rhodes losing was the right call at Mania. I'm like, no. If it was the right call, you wouldn't have to have all these people coming out saying it was the right call. You know, um, I still think it was the wrong call because he was so hot going into Mania. There's no guarantee that moment's going to be the same at WrestleMania 40. Um, the story could be good. You know, he could build himself out, go over hurdle after hurdle, adversity. I get that. But still, there's no guarantee the crowd's going to be as hot for him next year as they were this year. No, I I still think he'll go over on SummerSlam, okay? And I'm hoping he goes. And then all of a sudden, you know, that's what, August, right? August 5th, yeah. 
So we go down to Survivor Series, which is November, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we have a rematch. And then all of a sudden, at that rematch, you have The Rock getting involved. And then you take you take Roman out of the picture with Cody. Okay? So you're going to have Cody from now until November. They're going to be intertwined somehow. And then somehow The Rock gets involved. And then you have The Rock building up to that uh, WrestleMania. I think it's – is it Pennsylvania? Philly. Philly. Yeah, Philadelphia. So you're going to have that. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. Do you think the draft and everything coming up, do you think they split titles? I don't. You can't split titles when they're on one guy, right? That, I agree. I agree. Yeah, you can't do that. I kind of wish they did because the one guy doesn't wrestle all the time. And I, this stupid. I hate those stupid drafts. They're I know. Stupid. I know. Stupid. Cody's going to stay on Raw. Spoiler alert. That's the show he wants to be on. He's not going SmackDown. I you know, SmackDown right. gets more eyeballs. Just because it's on Fox. Mm-hmm. But I, I look at this. How many guys, okay, when they look at that demographic and they look at the, let's say, 30 to 45-year-old male demographic, right? Mm-hmm. 30 to 45-year-old male on a Monday night sitting at home, okay, Compared to a 35 to 45 year old male sitting home on a Friday night. Yeah. Okay. You and I both fall into that, right? Right. I don't like to party on Monday night. I like to party on. No, I I can't tell you the last time I've watched any segment of SmackDown Live on a Friday, which Raw, I get bored on Monday nights. My fiance is usually asleep by 10. I'll watch it for a little bit. There's a there's a hundred and twenty seven percent chance more I watch Raw, yeah, than I watch SmackDown because on Friday night, it's it's the weekend. We're we're thirty years old to forty five years old. Yep, we're the demo. We're the demo. Yep. We're we're doing. We're not sitting at home watching cable television, right? No. Uh. Uh-uh. And if we are, it's because it's shitty weather. Our families are sick. We have COVID. <laughs> I don't know. Did COVID even exist anymore? Fuck COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Justin Roberts was out tonight because of COVID. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, there's a reason yeah, we're yeah. sitting home on a Friday night. Other than that, we're not. Right. So, You're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, we're that's, that's my main complaint with AEW trying to do a Saturday night show. I'm still going to watch no matter what, but there's a lot of times I probably won't be watching live for no, 8 to I'm 10 gonna, on a Saturday. I'm going to DVR it. You know, but... I'm a DVR for probably Saturday night but, but I, or Sunday when I'm not doing anything. I, I get Warner wanting the big players. You know, if they want Punk back, they want Punk back. You know, if you're Tony, you do what Warner wants. Just, and just don't, just don't split the. I don't. I don't like. The I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to split. Don't split, it's, don't split them. I don't want it either. If, if you can't, if you have to split a roster because of one guy, that's a pretty bad look. That's a pretty bad look. You can keep them away from each other. Give them different locker rooms. Make sure they're not around. You did that with Colton Punk. Why Punk was in AEW? Well, I mean, which is a whole other rabbit hole. There's a lot of professional wrestlers, and FTR is one of them. Yeah, that lead towards AEW because they're scheduled. Right. Right. They can right. spend more time at home. Right. We get that. More than likely, your Friday night 
Rampage is going to be taped on Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you fly in for Wednesday. You tape Wednesday, Friday. Yep. If you have to fly one more city to work a Saturday, you still could have a better schedule than the yeah. WWE. 100%. Okay. 100%. And you and I are going to go to a WWE show on Saturday. Yeah. And really, at least for me, the only reason I'm going is watch Cody. That's the only reason. That's 99.42% why I'm going. Yeah. But we're going to watch it on Saturday. Yeah. They have a show on Sunday. They have a show yeah. on Monday. Then they get, then they rest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I yep. mean, yeah, I know everybody was like, wait a minute, you're an AW podcast and you two just said you're going to a WWE show, but it's, it's in house. our state. It's in our States. And where I live, it's a, a, a hour down the road from where Shep lives. Yeah, it's in Tanner's backyard. It's an hour down mine. And I've never been to a house show. Actually, Every, I'll give so. my, my wife gave me, my wife yeah. credited me with these. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I've never been to a house show. Every wrestling event I've been has been pay-per-view or, or television. So Yeah. I've heard house shows are a blast. So The last time I was at a house, this will make you fun. This will make you laugh. <laughs> the last time I was at a house show was at the Fort Wayne Coliseum. Coliseum. Had to be two thousand and five or six ish. Okay, uh, me and a buddy named Blake Hardesty, which you know. <laughs> oh yeah, my shirt's agent. Yeah, he's your shirt. Okay, he and I sat front row on a house show of a WCW show. No, that wouldn't be oh five. They were out of business oh one. Okay, then it was oh. Ooh, you sure it was oh one? Yeah. March 01, they sold. Man, it was it was it was Ric Flair, Sting, and it was some botch match. But we sat front row. So See, had, you, you might have went. You might have went. You might have went WCW 2000, which was the worst year of WCW ever. Okay, was, I'm was, I'm I'm, I'm going to look this up, Shep. I'm going to look up when it was. it was. It was a house show in in the Fort Wayne Coliseum. I'm looking it up. I remember it, it could have been. We might have still been in high school. It was. All right, I'm like I'm looking it up just to just to see here. Yeah, there was there was a house show. Um, all right, let's see. I mean, it was Ric Flair and Sting and somebody else in the main event. Okay, okay. So I I do have. Okay, we got we got a couple a couple different ones. There was yeah. WCW at Fort Wayne in '99, June of '99. There was a TV taping. In November of 99, there was a Nitro in 01 of January. No, what it wasn't, it wasn't a live event. So it must have been this June 26, 1999. Let me, let me see if they pull up a car. Yeah, I, I remember Blake and I drove. I didn't have my, did I have my license in? Sting was in the main event. He defeated Diamond Dallas Page, but there was no Ric Flair on the card. 99, man, maybe it was. Um, let me see if there's any shows like 98. 98, there was a Nitro. 97 was just WWF. No, I didn't get my license until 99. So. I mean, because there was, there was WWE events in, in 2005, 2004, 2003. No, there was one. So you're sure it was a house show, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was, it was a WWE, WCW house show. Maybe it was. Maybe Maybe we were still in high school. I can't remember that far back. I, I know that was me and Blake, and 
Sting was in the. I swear, Flair showed up. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he canceled well, it. Last well, he, he he maybe he showed up but didn't wrestle. Yeah, it could have been that. I went to a WWE Raw where me and my uh, my God, the last time. Sorry to interrupt. The last time any TV has been in Fort Wayne is 2013. They've just been house shows ever since then. Yeah, 2013. I think I was at that Raw. It was a W. It just says WWE TV taping. There was a Raw in 2012. I was at that one. Okay, it's 2012. Me and my first uh, wife <laughs> <laughs> went to that, and I'll never Can- forget. We had we had floor seats, and we were in the back left corner of the ring. Um, and as the shows after the dark matches went through. They came to us because we were right on the aisle. They said, hey, we're going to move you to the front. And we moved to the like second row behind the behind Michael Cole. You saw an interesting card that night, man. Do you remember any of it? Uh, I remember coming out of the – there was a, a bunch of stars around the ring. Um, Kurt Angle was there. Not in uh, 2013, he wasn't. He wasn't in 13? I thought we were going to 2012. Uh, the raw, raw this was this is this was this was June twenty fifth, two thousand twelve. Uh, no, no angle on the card, but maybe he was in management or something. Hell, I don't know. The main event that night was John Cena defeated Jericho by disqualification. Okay, no, that, that was way older than me going there. Then. So you raw had to be two thousand seven or eight then. Okay, we do have a Raw 2008. Let me, let me. I, go, I just, go to that Raw 2008. I'm such down such a rabbit hole now. Uh, I remember them bringing all the superstars out around the ring. I don't see Kurt Angle. There was a two-on-one handicap match. Jericho and, and JBL defeated Batista in the main event. No. Again. There was a Raw in 2005. Go to that one. <laughs> This is great. I just feel like there was a bunch of super. Hey, hey, here was a dark match. John Cena defeated Kurt Angle for the WWE title. And and Angle defeated, and Chris Masters defeated Cena and Michaels by disqualification. I remember. Ric Flair was in that one. In 2005, would that have been the Miz used to team with um, Mike Capitelli? The old tough. Yes, that was dark match. Yeah, they defeated okay. the Highlanders of Robbie McAllister so, and Rory McAllister. Okay, so that's two thousand five. That's J- uh, November two thousand five. I was at that one. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> so, so when Raw started, it started out with they brought all the superstars out around the ring. Angle was there, but I remember Miz and and Capitelli performed in the dark match. Um, on that one. Listen to some of these dark matches. So we had that dark match. They had Matt Stryker defeated Tajiri. Eugene defeated a guy named Colt Cabana. <laughs> and uh, Kerwin White, Chavo Guerrero. And Nick Nimeth, who is now Dar- Dolph Ziggler, defeated the heartthrobs of Antonio and Romeo. <laughs> Tyson Tomko and Snitsky defeated Val Venus and Viscera. Oh man, 
What was your raw card? This was the oh the raw card. It was Survivor Series team raw qualifying match. Carlito defeated Shelton Benjamin, and he had Victoria and Candice Michelle defeated Trish Trash and Mickey James. Gregory Helms defeated Rosie. Hardcore match for the World Tag Team Titles. Big Show and Kane defeated Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch. Intercontinental title, Ric Flair, who's the champion, defeated Rob Conway. Special referee, Davari, uh, Kurt Angle, and Chris Masters defeated John Cena and Shawn Michaels by disqualification. Then a dark match for the title, Cena defeated uh, Kurt Angle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. That shows how old I, it shows how old I am. It's the last time I saw a wrestling match in the Fort Wayne Coliseum was 2005. Well, I haven't seen one, so looking forward to it Saturday. I'm still hoping AW runs it eventually, but it's usually a one-year event. WWE comes in, so I don't, I don't know how contracts work with that. So, so I'm guessing WWE won't be venturing out of Indianapolis anytime soon, or AW won't be venturing out of Indianapolis anytime soon. But you never know. It's a great, it's a great venue. It is, it is. It's easy to get to, easy parking. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So next year, I'm pretty sure we're going to do the uh, brewery club. You betcha. On the side, it's uh, probably yeah. going to be November. I keep checking AW ticks because what makes me mad is in about a month or two they're coming like all around Indiana, but not hitting Indiana. They're coming like all the states around, but they like to do in November. It's every three, all three times they've been there, it's been November. So, uh, and t- and Tony came out yep. live when we were in the. And said we're coming back. So we can barely understand him. He was so pumped up. He screamed uh, a lot. But uh any any other rabbit holes you want to dive into? Uh no, we, we talked about Cody, we talked about uh, FTR. Talked about Bill Goldberg. You talked about <laughs> Bill Goldberg. I did. Um no. no. Yeah, no, we're good. All we're right. Good. I got I got a couple for Paul, but We'll wait till Paul's back. Save him for next week. I assume he'll be back next week unless he gets offended by our twisted sister comments. But uh, either way. either looks a lot like twisted sister. He's got a D. Snyder look going on, doesn't he? Yeah. I should put that on his overlay for next week. Yes, please uh, do. But that will do it for this week's episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. You can follow the Kicking Out Podcast at Kicking Out Pod. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts out. If, if that's Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review, please. Follow me on Twitter at TannerLee92. Follow the defending reigning KOP predictions champ, Austin Shepard, at TheShep27. For Tanner Lee, or for Austin Shepard, I'm Tanner Lee. Uh, join us next week as we're kicking out yet another podcast. <laughs>